0: Hi, I'm George Norrie, and welcome to the new iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. This is an exciting new network that will feature podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. Now sit back, please, and enjoy Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. (laughs)
1: Get ready to be amazed by the wizard of weird.
2: This is Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren.
3: And each week on this show, I will be bringing you brand new mind-blowing content, news, exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home (laughs) and a lot more. Are shape-shifting immortals real? Can you become one? We're going to get into that on this edition of the podcast, and I have some spooky audio to play for you. Thank you for listening. It's going to be a wild one. Let me begin by reading a true account that I wrote in my book called Use the Force, A Jedi's Guide to the Law of Attraction. This is page 201. 20 years ago, I enjoyed a fine bottle of French white wine at a nice restaurant in Asheville, North Carolina. I mentioned to my wife, Lauren, that I'd like to buy that label again. I only alluded to it in passing, but every time she remembered to look for it at a wine shop, it was not in stock. A few months ago, we were staying at a hotel near Asheville. As we were driving down the road, I saw a wine shop that was closed. For some reason, that bottle of French wine popped into my head, and I said aloud, I wonder if they have that label. When we arrived at the hotel, I needed to visit the office. The lady at the front desk said, said to me out of the blue, quote, there's a new wine shop that opened next door. The fellow who owns it just came by and dropped off some flyers. Would you like one? End quote. So, of course, I took one and I realized it was only open for another 15 minutes. Lauren and I headed over and browsed quickly in minutes. I heard a voice say my name. I turned to find a man walking from the back, apparently the owner. Do I know you? I asked. He chuckled and told me that 20 years ago he had been my waiter at that restaurant and remembered who I was. Yes, he recalled the exact wine, and yes, it was on a shelf about 10 feet away. I bought that wine. And we drank it with all that night. I just kept thinking about how powerful the law of attraction is, even when it comes to the little comforts in life. Now I am sharing that story with you because this is a tiny little example of what may be some design in the universe, right? That there's some organization. And when you start Thinking about that, it opens up a lot of questions regarding fate and destiny and things that are, frankly, a lot more important than just a bottle of wine. Uh, one of my favorite books, I have in my hand right now, it's published by the folks at Ripley's Believe It or Not. It's called Strange Coincidences. And... Uh, Every single page has an illustration with a sort of a blurb or a paragraph about some kind of an amazing coincidence that has happened throughout history. I just want to read some of these to you. Uh, let's see. Here's one. The man who couldn't be hanged, Joseph Samuels, sentenced. Uh, I, I should start by saying this is a story from 1803, Joseph Samuels, sentenced to death for burglary in Hobart Town, Australia, was granted a reprieve by the governor after the rope broke three times. (laughs) Three times. And the governor said, never mind. I guess he's not supposed to die this way. Uh, Here is one from 1787 in Massachusetts. Says here, uh, the coat that had a tragic pattern of death this is about a man named Jabaz Spicer it's an interesting name isn't it? it says he was killed by two bullets on January 25th 1787 in Shays Rebellion at Springfield Arsenal he was wearing the coat in which his brother Daniel had been killed by two bullets on March 5th of 1784 so did you get that He goes off to fight in this rebellion wearing a coat that his brother wore when his brother was shot to death. It says the bullets that killed Jabez passed through the same two holes in the cloak that had been made when Daniel was slain three years earlier. Same two holes the bullets passed through. Here is one. From Germany, a lot of these are old. I mean, there are more recent things in this book, but I love some of these old ones. Uh, This is about a composer who died in 1787, and this one's especially odd. It's called The Composer Who Was Saved by an Apparition. His name was Christoph Gluck. The German composer who refused to sleep in his room after seeing an apparition of himself Enter it, found the next morning that the ceiling had collapsed on his bed and would have killed him. Now, the fact that he saw an apparition of himself means I could go into that story uh, and do a whole other podcast about it. So I'll make a note of that for another time. Uh, Here is one from, let's see. I have these little pages marked. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Listen to this. This is from 1900. Captain Briscoe, that's B-R-I-S-C-O. Captain Briscoe uh, was a mariner, master of a ship called the Grace Harwar. Uh, He washed overboard by a gigantic wave en route from east africa to new zealand okay so here's the guy on his ship big wave hits washes him overboard says he was saved from certain death when a second wave flung him back to his original position on the ship's bridge the vessel was disabled but was righted a week later and towed to safety and not only is that an amazing story, but it it's also listed as happening December 25th, yeah, Christmas Day of 1900. Uh, these kinds of stories, whether it's something small or whether it's something that's a matter of life and death, these stories give you a glimpse into that question, I believe, that we have regarding the meaning of life you know how people say well you know i'm not going to worry too much because when it's my time to die it's my time to die and you know it does bring certainly a lot of comfort to think that way doesn't it because then you say well what what am i worrying about it's uh it's out of my hands that implies that there is a destiny That there is a fate and that no matter what you do, you might not be able to change that. But the bigger question is, mm, is it that way or can you control it? And if you can control it, do you want to? Do you want to manipulate it? I mean, for example, what if I told you right now? You can become immortal or let's just say we don't have to go that far. Let's say you can live for 200 years or 300 years or 500 years and you're going to be healthy the whole time and you're going to have all the money you want. Well, who wouldn't want to do that, right? Because the world's a big place. There's all kinds of incredible stuff to do. If you just have the means to do it, but then what if I said, however, however, you have to drink human blood every day. That's the only catch here as you have to drink human blood. Now I'm not talking about sipping a few ounces every week. I'm talking about breakfast, lunch, and dinner is a blood shake. Now, that's going to satisfy you. You're not going to be hungry. I mean, and it's not to say that you can't sit down and have a steak and a baked potato and all that kind of stuff as well. I'm not taking your meals away from you. I'm just saying in addition to all that, you have got to ingest a large amount of human blood every single day. And it doesn't necessarily have to be blood that comes from some victim that, you know, you pounce on. Uh, who knows how the blood is obtained we won't go that far into the options and the possibilities would you do that i mean you probably are thinking yeah you know if 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 this was done ethically and sensibly and hygienically you know you probably could convince yourself talk yourself into it cuz cuz that whole thing of living for 500 years while you're you're happy and healthy and wealthy sounds pretty good doesn't it Well, I know this is very difficult for us to believe, but uh, let's just use our imaginations and let's open up our minds because there is some peculiar evidence that some people may have achieved something like this. And there's also a very bizarre, dark element to, unfortunately, some of those Beings that may have achieved this. There's a relationship between living for a long time, what we can basically think of as being immortal, and then also being a shape-shifter. And that's where we get into things like vampires and werewolves and wendigos and maybe even things like aliens, these reptilians that may be feeding on us. Uh, It takes us down a very strange pathway, but there was at least one person that I want to dig into on this podcast who may have made it into the history books for being one of these immortal type uh, humans. Because sometimes when you think about these beings, you think, are these beings beings Completely foreign to our reality that they they pop in here from somewhere else or is, is it possible that a human can actually make that transition and that's what we often think of when it comes to vampires and werewolves that uh, under the right circumstances any mortal human you me we can do certain things and we can transform into immortality I also have believe it or not some tips some tips. Yeah. <laughs> what, can you imagine what those tips could possibly be? Well, I have some tips I'm going to share with you in this podcast about how you might be able to get closer to that immortality, but without drinking the blood. And I, let me say right up front here, I am not endorsing any drinking of blood, but when we come back from our break I am going to take us down a very, very weird pathway into shape-shifting immortals and the power of blood and how all this may apply to you and me and everything else. So, uh, get ready for that. Let me also remind you now, my website is joshuapwarren.com. There's no period after the P, joshuapwarren.com go there right now sign up for my free e-newsletter takes you two seconds free and spam free and uh you will get an instant digital good luck charm and some other cool stuff uh and you can also follow me on twitter at joshua p warren at joshua p warren and get the latest breaking news in real time all right It is time for us to take our first break. I am Joshua P. Warren, and you're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I will be
1: right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM.
2: Happy International Women's Day.
0: Well, 2020 has been quite a year, and most of us are glad it's almost over. Live shows all over have been brought to a halt, but it's only a matter of time before they're back. Make sure and go to the coasttocoastam.com website under our events section for the latest updates on live theater shows, expos, and more. Go now to coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocostam.com. Hi, this is George Norrie, and you're listening to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now let's get back to Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren.
3: Welcome back to Strange Things on the iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren, the Wizard of Weird, beaming into your wormhole brain from my studio here in Las Vegas, Nevada, where every day is golden and every night is silver. You know, they say that the only person who wants to be 100 years old is a (laughs) 99-year-old. But think think about being old if you could have all the money you wanted, a lot of wisdom, a lot of experience there, and, of course, you get great health. Now, that would not solve all of your problems, however. You know, I have had a number of great friends who live to be very old. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm maybe I'm a bit of a, uh, an unusual person in, in this regard, but when I was a young man in my early 20s, I started befriending a lot of people who were in their 80s and 90s uh, because I was just so fascinated by their stories and um and the way that they had seen these various cycles throughout history. And one of my best friends who was an old man when I met him was Mr. Bill Banner, who was a broadcasting pioneer in my hometown of Asheville, North Carolina, even though he, he worked all over the place. He was in world war two, etc. And, uh, he's one of those guys that, I mean, oh, you, you could just do a whole TV show about this, this guy's life. But I'll never forget, he told me one late night as we were sitting there in his basement, which was kind of like a workshop and museum. <laughs> uh, we were eating pizza and drinking beer, and he said, Josh, the worst thing about getting old is watching everybody else die so yeah that's depressing so you're like oh thanks josh mr downer but so you know that's what you have to think about that realistically i mean if you could live 500 years you may be a happy camper if everything you know you've got your health and your wealth but then yet yeah, you're still going to experience sadness maybe that's why you would want to convert other people into your immortal state you know in the bible the story of Methuselah is really interesting, and uh, and of course, you know how the Bible stories are. Some people take them literally. Some people say these are just interesting fables, but whatever you believe, uh, in the Bible, Methuselah was a patriarch, uh, and it is said that he lived to be 969 years old. The longest lifespan of all the figures mentioned in the Bible. And I remember when I read that as a kid, I thought, oh, that's impossible. There's no way you could live to be 969 years old. But what's weird is that now I'm not so sure about that because I keep up with what's happening in the world of genetics engineering. I mean, they have made remarkable headway just discovering stuff like hey you know rats live a lot longer if they just eat less calories just simple stuff like that and we know that we overindulge compared to people who lived thousands of years ago Uh, but if we are being somehow um, influenced genetically by aliens or whatever who knows i mean it might not be so far-fetched that within our lifetimes um some kind of an advancement could be made, and we say, well, there's the aging gene. Let's uh, adjust that thing, and the next thing you know, you're living for a 1,000 years. I- is it possible? It is, yes, possible. But one thing that makes us all special, of course, as humans, is that, um, well, we all have blood. Not every living thing on this planet has blood exactly, but humans have blood, and You know, life is a very, very rare thing. Uh, Earth is a paranormal planet. We're looking out there as far and as wide as we can with all these telescopes and sending out probes. and, And all the scientists with the PhDs are saying, we can't find life out there anywhere. So, look, I believe there is life out there, but it shows you how rare it is. Life is a very special thing on this planet. And we, as humans, that like to think we sort of dominate this planet in one way or another, um, we have blood and blood is sort of a central figure, uh, or a central, sem- a central element when it comes to a lot of these stories about shape shifting type beings. You may remember in the novel, Dracula, the character of Renfield is always saying the blood is the life. The blood is the life. The blood is the life. And speaking of the Bible, you know, right there in toward the beginning of the Bible, the first murder occurs. Uh, that's when Cain killed Abel. And I always thought it was really creepy because, you know, the way the story's set up, Cain kills Abel out of jealousy. And then one day, you know, God pops up and goes, hey, where's your brother at? And uh, and Cain's like, oh, I don't know. Not, I don't keep up with him. You know. And then God says, quote, the voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. End quote. Now, isn't that kind of chilling? Just that concept? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. And we now understand using DNA technology, uh, and, and it, it, that you, I mean, if you have somebody's blood, all of their physical characteristics are in there. So are you the big you, or are you just as small as a little fragment of DNA? Is there something even smaller than that? So getting back to the possibility that drinking blood can help one become immortal, you know, people like Elizabeth Bathory believe that. Um, Are we possibly actually food for some type of aliens you hear about these reptilians that may be coming here and and eating us and and they're harvesting us and we're trying to figure out what do they want and it's that simple have you ever thought about the fact that there's not one single cow on planet earth that realizes that people eat cows why should we be so arrogant as to believe we would know if we were here for food, as a food source. And this would explain why that the aliens are so elusive. Showing themselves would defeat the purpose. They don't want to land on the White House lawn and have a conversation. When's the last time you went out and called up a meeting with the cows to explain something to them? Never. So, we could be food And our blood is this magical substance that some of these other beings are taking advantage of. And throughout history, if you look at the legends, if you look at the folklore, if you look at the myths, there is always this connection between human blood feeders not only living for a long time, but having some kind of a shape-shifting property, okay? Vampires, they can turn into bats or a fog or, you know, reptilians, they can look like humans and then they can shape-shift back into their lizard, lizard form. Werewolves are obviously people that turn into wolves. I mean, you, this, is, this is a repeating theme. And it's one of those things that, again, on the surface seems ridiculous, but you and I are actually shape-shifters, but we call it something much more familiar. We call it aging, aging. Think about when you were a little baby, you don't look like that anymore. You look totally different now and you're gonna look totally different in another 20 years. And we are shapeshifters except it's a slow process for us and we are used to seeing it as that slow process. But the concept of shape-shifting itself should not be that absurd or difficult to grasp. And, you know, years ago, I was um, working on a TV series. I was one of the stars of a show called Paranormal Paparazzi on the Travel Channel. And I went to the Fountain of Youth location in Florida. There's a theme park there. And I did a little story about you know, the history of that attraction. But the most surprising thing was I actually sat down and interviewed an author who had spent years doing research and publishing about a, well, he called it a secret society of people who actually had found the real so-called fountain of youth and were guarding it as the true holy grail, that he has met people who are hundreds of years old and they're obviously very secretive about everything and that you know he has this documentation that there is like this little secret cabal of people who live in florida who are um who are as far as we're concerned more or less immortal at least you know they get to live a lot longer than we do on average because they have access to this to this thing called the fountain of youth it sounds silly but again is it possible the more we learn about science the more plausible the idea becomes that you know aging is a physical process that can be affected it can be manipulated And that would be one of the most valuable things, wouldn't it? Because if you think about it, I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how much property you have. I don't care what your assets are. I don't care how intelligent you are or how happy you are. The one thing that you cannot buy is time. Time defies all of these material uh, examples of wealth. And so, if time is the most valuable thing, then I guess the holy grail would be to have a time machine, right? Where you could go back in time and, or forward in time. And, you know, you can imagine all the things that could be accomplished if you were a time traveler. That may be possible someday, but in the meantime the next best thing might be to simply be able to give yourself more time while you're here. And that applies directly to the aging process. So when it comes to like some of these people of privilege who may have tapped into this, and I'm not, I mean, obviously vampires and werewolves and all that kind of stuff. I mean, those, those would be extreme possible examples of this. But there are certain figures, mysterious, shadowy, well, maybe shadowy is not the right word because some of them are actually quite prominent, but they're, they're just extremely mysterious figures that have popped up in the history books over the years that seem to potentially have this sort of immortal mm, essence. They, they have way too many talents. They've, they've been everywhere. They speak all these different languages. They have got all of their methods and approaches just down pat. They've practiced this before, right? And one of them is this fascinating character, the Count of Saint Germain. Have you ever heard of this guy, the Count of Saint Germain? Um, this is one of the... Weirdest stories, and yet you know it's not just a legend. Sometimes I come across these odd stories, and I'm like, Oh, well, that's just a legend. No, this is a historical figure, and you'll be surprised when I tell you his story best I can, and also some tips perhaps learned from him about how you might be able to come a little bit closer to achieving some immortality yourself yeah get ready for that when we come back um again my website is joshua p warren that is joshua no period after the p i hope you'll visit me there and i hope if you enjoy this podcast you will subscribe You are listening to Strange Things on the iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, and I will be right back after this.
1: Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
4: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
2: Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, Peanut Butter M&Ms, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness. Kick back and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with Peanut Butter M&Ms, by by your side. Relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcast as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day.
1: At ParanormalDate.com, you meet the most fantastic people. Hi,
0: I'm Tom. Hi, I'm Jennifer. What brings you here?
3: Yeah, I'm here to meet someone who understands me. How so? Well, I'm into UFOs, ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, the paranormal, that kind of stuff. But can't seem to find anyone who gets
0: it. Oh, well, um, nice to meet you, Tom. I, I gotta go.
1: Uh, Okay, guess that's not your cup of tea. You sure?
0: Very. Good luck with that i can't meet anyone when i'm out and i
1: really can't find a website for my unique interests what is one to do have you thought about paranormaldate.com Paro what dot what who are you i'm a paranormal matchmaker and it's paranormaldate.com it's a website for people looking for people like them stuff you like remember interesting uh, i'll give it a try well let's try this again uh, hi i'm tom
0: Hey, I'm Deb.
2: Your profile on ParanormalDate.com looked very interesting. So you really saw a UFO?
0: Well,
3: yeah. It was so intense, but not as
1: intense as meeting you.
2: You're an alien chasing flirt, but I kind of like it.
1: Wow. This ParanormalDate.com thing really works. Maybe ParanormalDate.com is for you. People with an interest in things they hear on George's show find their match daily. So if you're looking for that special someone with an interest in UFOs, ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and, of course, the paranormal. Come to the dating site inspired by George Norrie. It's always free to search, and if you decide to upgrade to our amazing new features, use promo code GEORGE for a great discount. Paranormaldate.com. You are not alone. The Art Bell
0: Vault never disappoints if you're an insider. Classic audio at your fingertips. Go now to coasttocoastam.com for details.
2: You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Heard on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows.
3: Welcome back to Strange Things on the iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren. And years ago, I was flipping through a catalog produced by my buddy, Timothy Green Beckley. And he has written about and researched every bizarro thing on the earth and uh, in the universe, pretty much. He also owns a publishing company, and I was struck by this ad. I'm going to read some of this ad. Now, again, this is, gosh, this is probably 10, at least 10 years ago. The ad, pretty much a full-page ad, uh, says, Count St. Germain's Immortality Kit. You ever heard of that? An immortality kit? And it says, would you like to lead a happy, healthy, and prosperous life for well over 200 years? Would you like to be able to apply certain ancient formulas and become rich beyond your wildest dreams? Do you wish to have more to say in your life's destiny and added control of your mind and body? Uh, Yeah, let's keep reading, shall we? It says every age has its sages, its avatars, its prophets, and its master spiritual teachers. And there is a little black and white uh, reproduction of a painting of a man who, um, I don't know, he has, he looks like he's from the 1700s, uh, Bavarian looking man. He's wearing a nice outfit. He's got the typical, you know, Mozart kind of hair. Um. It says, no figure in any age, including the time in which we live, is more revered than is the man of mystery known the world over as the Count St. Germain, quote, the man who never dies, end quote. But who is St. Germain? Does he really exist? And if so, what meaning can he possibly have in our lives? Indeed, does he have an important message that he would like to share with each one of us? And if so, should we take what he is to say with a great deal of seriousness? More and more, we see the name Count St. Germain popping up in popular literature, from metaphysical books to dime store historical novels. There are those who claim to have met him personally, while others say he has materialized before them or has spoken to them on a regular basis Channeling messages of love, harmony, prosperity, and immortality from a hidden city somewhere beneath Tibet. Here was said to be a man still alive and approaching the ripe old age of 400, who supposedly roamed Europe in the 1700s, helped the founding fathers draw up the Bill of Rights, and appeared on a television program in France as recently as 10 years ago. Furthermore, supposedly, St. Germain stumbled upon the secrets of the ancient art of learning how to restructure matter, rearrange atoms, and turn a lump of ordinary slag into a valuable piece of gold the size of a fist. The Count St. Germain has apparently walked the earth in a variety of disguises, easily mingling with world leaders in order to promote the virtues of freedom and democracy. He particularly loves the United States and has saved the country from great harm several times when he appeared before our president to offer advice and wisdom from higher realms. He may even have helped avert a nuclear war with Russia during the Cuban Missile Crisis and is said to have warned Kennedy not to go to Dallas. How's that for an introduction? And from there, it goes on to say you can become an alchemist and it goes on to sell a kit. Uh, Amazing revelations guaranteed to change your life. And to show you what a hard sell I am, for some reason, I I just I forgot to buy the kit. It was like one of those things where I read that and I was heading off to the studio to do something. And I was like, oh, man, uh, yeah, take my money. I'm buying that the immortality kit. And then I just, I did, I totally forgot about it. That's kind of sad when your life becomes like that, you're that busy. So I just thought about this a few days ago and, uh, it it turns out you can't get it anymore. So I contacted Tim Beckley and he actually is one of the authors of a book about count St. Germain. Uh, it's called count St. Germain, the new age prophet who lives forever. Uh, you can get it on Amazon And uh, I asked him if I could still get the immortality kit. And uh, Tim said, no, it was too much work to make it. It was too laborious to put all these materials together. But he told me what was in it. At least some of what what was in it. And um, would you like to know? Would you like to know what Tim Beckley told me was in the immortality kit? I am going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a little bit later, but for now, here is the thing that is, I think, most fascinating about St. Germain. He was a real guy. Okay. This is not a bunch of hogwash. This was a real man and he did apparently live during that period of time. Uh, It is believed that he was born around 1691 and officially died around 1784 which would have made him about 93 years old. But of course, I mean, and, and that's exceptional <laughs> for, for anybody, but especially back then. But of course, there are still people today all around the world who say they have met him. Uh, he especially likes to hang out in New Orleans, where of course they have the big vampire scene. I even encountered some vampires in New Orleans myself a long time ago. I'll tell you that story on another show. Um, but getting back to the real guy, okay, the real guy. Somebody who lived that long ago has been researched, and you'd think, my goodness, everything that we could possibly know uh, it, it has come to light. And yet there's still so much we don't know about the real guy. Uh, theres I'm looking at just the Wikipedia page here, and there's one historical description of him physically and uh by a man named walpole and he says that the count was pale with extremely black hair and a beard he dressed magnificently and had several jewels and was clearly receiving large remittances uh which of course means he was making a lot of money from somewhere uh here is just some other basic information um, again, this is just the Wikipedia page. You can look it up. Count of St. Germain, that's spelled G E R M A I N, by the way. He uh, says he was a European adventurer with an interest in science, alchemy, and the arts. He achieved prominence in European high society of the mid 1700s. Prince Charles of Hesse Kassel considered him to be, quote, one of the greatest philosophers who ever lived. St. Germain used a variety of names and titles and accepted practice amongst royalty and nobility at the time. Uh, Voltaire, you know, the great author Voltaire, uh, sarcastically dubbed him, quote, the wonder man and said that, quote, he is a man who does not die and who knows everything, In quote says his real name is unknown while his birth and background are obscure. But toward the end of his life, he claimed that he was a son of Prince Francis II Ricosi of Transylvania. Uh, it says that he would make so many far-fetched claims, he would frequently tell people that he was 500 years old. And, and of course, we say, well, is was that far-fetched he could speak all of these different languages he was the most charming person you've ever met he was an incredible composer and musician he was especially great at playing his violin he was even made a diplomat by one of the king louis of france there uh let's see here there is Another, um, there are so many interesting historical descriptions of him. Let me, let me just read part of this uh, description. Uh, this extraordinary man, and this is, this is a historical account, this, is, this, this extraordinary man would say in an easy, assured manner that he was 300 years old and that he knew the secret of the universal medicine, that he possessed a mastery over nature, that he could melt diamonds, uh And uh, let's see here. Uh, I cannot say I thought him offensive in spite of my knowledge of what he was. And in spite of my own feelings, I thought of him as an astonishing man. He was always astonishing me. When he died, they say they went to his estate and there wasn't much there. Just a few sundries like, you know, a razor and, um, you know, some satchels and stuff like that. But, I mean, nothing... Uh, In particular, but the weirdest thing was he was in love with his violin and that violin was gone and all the jewels were gone. So you could say, well, somebody must have stolen those things, right? Or you could say that he didn't really die. And that's why he took all of those things with him. All they found gloves. I hear it is gloves, stockings, some trousers, some shirts, some toothbrushes, some combs. All the good stuff was gone. So, what did he do? Well, Timothy Green Beckley told me that the kit, the St. Germain kit, was a blend of seven or eight oils, including peanut oil and avocado oil. But what's most interesting is when you actually read the book, there is a man who says he channels St. Germain and he echoes what a lot of other people have said who claim they channel St. Germain. And there are five things that the spirit of St. Germain says to people when they channel. And he says, it's actually not about the alchemy of the material world about physical stuff. It's these five principles. If you master these five principles then you can become an immortal. You can become what they call an ascended master. Number one, seems pretty obvious, making the right choices. Okay? So, uh, essentially, it's sort of like, uh, even if you're accused of wrongdoing, make sure you have true intentions and be at peace with making the right choice. It reminds me of that quote... Be sure you're right, then go ahead. Number two is to love. Love, love, love. Love is giving without hoping or demanding for anything in return. Number three is positive thinking. Generating a feeling of health and wealth and happiness. Thinking happiness in all you say and do. Number four is forgiveness. And You forgive yourself and you forgive others. And number five is faith. It says there are those who doubt even the smallest miracles, yet they witness the miracle of birth, life and intelligence, the changing of the seasons, the rising and setting of the sun. You you have to believe in something bigger. Okay, you have to. But, you know, they say that when you die, you might need a little assistance. Whenever it happens, if it's, if it's tomorrow or, or if it's in 500 years, you might need a little assistance. And when we come back from this break, I'm going to play for you some audio that I captured from the Egyptian Book of the Dead, which is supposed to assist you as you make your journey into the afterlife when that day finally comes it's kind of creepy it's kind of creepy but i think you'll you'll enjoy it yeah it's one of those shows my friend i am joshua p warren you're listening to strange things on the iheart media and coast to coast am paranormal podcast network that audio coming up after this
4: save the date at new-qx80.com 2025 qx80 coming this summer
2: are you ready to share some joy and celebrate international women's day m&ms has partnered with iheart for women take the mic treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other
0: Hey, the Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel is waiting for you now. Go to coasttocoastam.com for more information.
4: You're listening to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now let's get back to Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. <laughs>
3: Welcome back to this final segment of this strange things on the iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren, and I have got two pieces of audio that I'm going to play for you. One of them might give you some nightmares. I don't know. You know, one of these disturbs people in particular. The other one might just open a little portal. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, sometimes people hear audio, and just being exposed to that particular vibration makes a change in that person's environment. But hey, I presume you listen to this show because you like to experiment. You like to sort of see what happens, what the boundaries are, what you know, what you can push what you can make happen, experience new and astounding things. And this first piece of uh, piece of audio I'm going to play for you is um, something that I captured using my Parasymatics 2.0 method. You know, I love taking images and using various methods to turn them into sounds and It gives you all these other options, you know, for things that you can do with those images once you have them converted into a sound vibration. And so this first one is especially intriguing because I was doing research a couple years ago, I guess, about the Egyptian Book of the Dead. Uh, And in fact, just oh, maybe uh, a month or so ago here in Las Vegas, I went to the Natural History Museum and they have a complete reproduction uh, an accurate reproduction of King Tut's tomb yeah and so I was able to go in there and see all of the little nuanced artifacts that they put in there and you know all these items to help King Tut in his afterlife and the Egyptians believed very strongly that if you depicted happy scenes in a tomb then that would manifest you know that's part of egyptian magic you you portray something you depict something and then that is what's going to follow that person into the afterlife and so they were really concerned with helping people have a positive afterlife experience i guess we all are right so the book of the dead is this ancient egyptian funerary text and it is well, it consists of a number of magic spells intended to assist a dead person's journey through the underworld, what they called the Duat, and into the afterlife. And and amazingly, this is hard to grasp, this was written by many priests over a period of about 1,000 years. Now, it's it's almost impossible for us to Uh, really comprehend uh, spans of time because it's always in reference to what you experience as a day or a week or whatever but just keep in mind that as i record this podcast right now the united states of america as a country is 244 years old this text was written over the span of a thousand years by various priests. And this text is like 2,000 years old. <laughs> so, I mean, it's really mind-boggling. I took this image uh, from the, the Egyptian Book of the Dead. And I processed it through Parasymatics 2.0. You can learn more about that if you go to my website, joshuapwarren.com. And you'll, you'll learn all about Parasymatics. And this is the sound that I got from the Egyptian Book of the Dead. Here we go. Now, I don't want to implant suggestions. I always say this when I play audio for you, uh, but I don't know, for some reason, that kind of, (sighs) listening to that makes me feel like that I am transitioning and soaring, like that I am almost like Superman, you know, flying into some other great realm of freedom it, it doesn't make me feel negative what's i mean let's definitely say that uh it, it makes me feel um it actually makes me feel excited uh and, and yes it, it's i think it's a little spooky it's a little scary but um the idea is that it actually does um i don't know maybe it it, it tends to Help you envision the releasing of the spirit of the soul into some new, sweeping, larger realm. And and I think that that's one of the best things that you can hope for when you die is at least to go to the next big, fun adventure. However, however, now this next clip is something that this freaks some people out. All right. This is a a piece of audio that, uh, was many years ago, famously aired by art bell on coast to coast AM. And this audio is most likely fake. All right. I'm going to say that right up front, but I don't know everything and i don't know for sure so you can listen to this and you can decide for yourself this is audio from what is known as the well to hell the story goes that the russians bored an incredible hole down through the crust of the earth and captured a an audio recording that was so frightening that uh it kind of brought the project to a halt <laughs> and you know what there there is some truth for sure in this uh because uh, in fact the russians have dug or drilled i should say the deepest artificial point on earth it's called the Kola k-o-l-a the Kola super deep borehole all right and uh, this is near the Russian border with Norway, which is kind of interesting to me because there are some lights in Norway called the Hestelen lights that rem- remind me a lot of the brown mountain lights. And this was done purely for scientific purposes to see what would happen if you would drill that far down into the crust of the earth and and, and look at all the layers and the gases and the tensions. And, the, you know, that it was all scientific. They weren't like trying to get oil or something. This thing okay, this hole that they dug is 40,000 feet deep. So to help you imagine this, you know, when you look up in the sky and an airplane's flying, airplanes frequently fly around 30,000 feet. So imagine 10,000 feet higher than that. We're talking about around seven and one half miles. That's how deep this hole is. The Cola super deep borehole. This audio is probably, um, based upon people who were interested in that borehole project. And again, is this, is this evidence of hell? Well, all I know is in this particular recording, you hear what sounds like some very unhappy people. So, are you ready? Here we go. This is the audio that many people claim is, well, audio from hell. Here we go. Three, two, one. look there's no way you can listen to that and not at least feel a little bit uncomfortable right and again is it real it's probably not i mean you know people talk about these concepts of heaven and hell and that audio you know it's made the rounds a little bit and it is convenient to think that heaven is up there in the sky somewhere and hell is way down below in the earth. But maybe those concepts are more of a um, a caricature, a representation, a symbol than the reality. Maybe instead of looking up and down, we're talking about vibrations. A high vibration is a heavenly vibration. And a low vibration is more of a hellish vibration. Maybe that's what we're talking about. That in terms of human mindset it's easier to think of it as literally being up and down instead of higher and lower vibrations so that is to say maybe a lower vibration is something like well a rock there's nothing wrong with being a rock but maybe it's not that fun i mean you, you have a lot of stability and, and you sit there and not there's not a lot going on but you're probably not in much danger either on the other hand you can be A high vibration you can be an eagle you can soar like i said soar like superman that sounds fun to me now occasionally you might smack into a mountain or a building (laughs) uh but i think that's kind of more like the heavenly thing uh that we're shooting for hellish is sort of being dense and bogged down and maybe it's just plain old boredom right But that higher frequency is perhaps what we're striving for, the ability to, to soar and to attain new, fun things. What do you think? You think that's really what you're supposed to do? Get your vibration as high as possible before you leave this body? I don't know. I think so. That's what I'm trying to do. Hey, here's one more strange coincidence, as they call it. From this book, Ripley's Believe It or Not, Strange Coincidences. It says, in April of 1990, a man named Asgar Ahani of Iran was killed when a snake coiled around his rifle and squeezed against the trigger. Wow. Now, you see... <laughs> You read stuff like that, and it does make you think, hmm, maybe I do have a time when I'm supposed to go, and God says, yeah, today is not your lucky day. Unfortunately, my friends, the clock has got us, but wait till you see what I have lined up for you on the next show. I promise you, you're going to love it. And... Um, here this is important now I want you to make sure that you follow me on Twitter at Joshua P Warren and sign up for my free e-newsletter at joshuapwarren.com. you'll instantly receive a free digital good luck charm emailed to you. Check out the free wild videos, the pics, the curiosity shop, all that cool stuff at joshuapwarren.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon. You've been listening to Strange Things on the iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe.
0: You've been listening to Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. For shows like this and others, please make sure to tune in to the new iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone.